Okay. But once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. Not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WHUTs after further review. How you like that new beat? Good stuff. Good stuff right there. You like it? Oh, yeah. That's all that's uh all these chains from Gucci Man and Little Baby. David, can you hear the music? You obviously can hear us, right? Yep, I can hear the music too. Um, so we got the phone lines. Welcome back to eighty eight point three WCTs. After for the review, we're new show, new studio. Got some new beats. And we've noticed that on the feed is actually closed captioning. So if you're hard of hearing, you can actually read the text. Do you watch Netflix with the subtitles on? I don't have Netflix. I just have YouTube TV. Do you watch with the subtitles? Uh, I don't. What about you, David? I know a lot of people that watch Netflix with the subtitles on. Um, some shows, some inter- usually international shows, or if I'm watching um, Spanish commentary, I watch with subtitles on. Spanish commentary? Yeah, for football or football. Okay. As the kids say. Right. Okay. All right. I was just wondering. Just wondering. All right, so now we get into our next preview, which is the NFC North. So it's this is going to be kind of interesting here as we once again we pod up the music. All right, David. So this might get controversial, so buckle up for this segment right here because some people's I think feelings are going to get hurt. Not mine. But probably Frank Vashner's as you probably would decide what their record's going to be. And uh, before we get into that, Frank, what is your views on the hard knocks with the Lions or your Detroit Kittens? Uh, well, from two episodes, look, I'm not going to go up there and say anything crazy like, oh, they're going to end up winning so many games or they're going to do X, Y, and Z. But I think one thing I can conclude is that Dan Campbell and everyone has said, you know what? Just go out and be yourselves. I mean, at least what from telling the players to do that. I mean, yeah, just go, just be yourselves. Don't go out there trying be like somebody who you idolized growing up. Just be, just be yourself. And I think that's something the Lions need to do as a whole. Embrace your own, and just embrace your own personality. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of seen the coaching staff do that. And especially when they're doing drills with each other, you see. Deuce Staley, the running backs coach, and Aaron Glenn, the defensive quarter, saying, hey, hey, that guy's my dog. Hug, I love him, but I want to F him up between the lines. Right, or Aiden Hutchinson singing. Billy Jean. Right. <laughs> I but, mean, yeah. But you didn't say that off the air, though, Frank. Say how you really felt, because at first well, you, didn't, you didn't like the fact that they were going supposedly in the locker room. No, 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 no. It was, that wasn't me. That was actually a friend of mine who uh-huh. told me that and said, no, the locker room's supposed to be off limits. They're no. not really... In the locker room. They're not watching the guys change or nothing like that. No, they're not really sitting there. No jock straps on the camera or nothing like that. No, but I mean, also, 
like the place for discussions. I mean, there's probably they might have shown a little bit from post game from preseason game against Atlanta, but I mean they're not like in there. Pre- they're not in their pregame. Obviously, they're showing when they're gathered together at the start of training camp. They're showing on field drills. Yeah, that's the point of it. They want yeah, to peel the curtain ca- back. Yeah, you're just kind of getting a look at what it's like. And right, I mean, certain from, p- players on the bubble that might get cut, stuff like that. Yeah, and I mean, from what I from what I could tell, at least everything doesn't appear to be all ha ha happy horse manure. And happy, that's right. You because I, I, there's something else I can say, but I can't say it on the air. Yeah, the Frankisms. All right, so David, fire it up. Here we go. Buckle up for this roller coaster. Yep. Yep, and the aforementioned team that was on hard knocks are going to take a lot of hard knocks this season. Of course, the Lions are going to be in fourth place. And I think kind of with Coach Camp, like, he's changing the culture. Like, obviously, you saw the intensity where they were competitive, which is, the first, honestly, the first time that we can really say that for a while about Detroit Lions. Like, they're going to be in games. I just think that they're still – they still need more time to kind of get over that hump or take that next step. So I also think that they, you know, we talked about it last week, you know, Jared Goff. Like, is he really kind of be the guy that can really be the nucleus and kind of getting better and improve as the offense and all these other young guns are improving? Um, I think it's going to be tough. Again, they're going to be competitive. They're going to be in a lot of games. I still have him finishing four and thirteen. So pretty much no improvement over last year record wise. Record wise, no, but I think culture wise, infinitely. And I think that that's going to rub off. It's not going to be where they're they're going to get blown out every game, obviously. But I do think that most of these games they're going to be in it into the third, fourth quarter, whereas before, you know. We could look at a game like, oh, by halftime, boom, done and dusted. You know, opposing teams, first team could just, you know, rest if they wanted to and still be good. I think that they're going to they're going to surprise a lot of people with how competitive they are, barring injury. I think Aiden Hutchinson's going to continue his level of being aggressive at the, you know, at the point of attack. I think we're going to see a strong improvement. I think I'm in Ross St. Brown could be a top 20 wide receiver in this league. Yeah. Yeah, I really I really thought Amonra St. Brown came on strong at towards the end of the year. It's going to get better. I mean, really I kind of see the Lions being kind of more that run heavy. They're going to be a little bit more run heavy because the last couple the last couple drafts they've built from within the trenches. I mean, I think they've got I think really they're starting offensive line, Taylor Decker, Jonah Jackson, Frank Ragnow, Halapulavati Vitae, and Panay Sewell. I think really that's a David, I think that's a top five offensive line in the NFL, if you ask me. Hey, cause Sewell, I thought, really played well as a rookie. Much better than I thought he would, especially since he's playing right tackle now instead of left. So I think if everyone stays healthy there. There, you're gonna be able to run the football if DeAndre Swift is healthy. Obviously, have Jamal Williams in the mix. I mean, he's shown that he can be that leader on offense from not just a playing standpoint, but but also kind of an off-field standpoint. I mean, I just remember watching Hard Knocks how he basically he is fired up in the huddle, saying, 
Anytime you, anytime you think of that record, Hernan, I think that's somebody that's somebody that the Lions need. And then obviously from me other receivers, St. Brown's got to be your guy. DJ Chark, I thought was a good signing. Have a veteran presence. That's one-year deal. Prove it. I think once Jamison Williams is healthy, I think he could be somebody that really takes the lid off of defenses. You got they got one of the best tight ends of the game in TJ Hawkinson. So, I mean, I think they're they're more talented than going four thirteen at least that offense defensively. I, I think you're you built from within too. You got hot Aiden Hutchinson who I like I like what I've seen out of him so far. I really think he's probably. Do you think that he could, he's top choice to win defensive rookie of the year? Because I do. Yeah, I think he's a strong shout. I just like with the offensive and defensive rookie of the years, you just don't you just don't know obviously how the season progresses and particularly as an edge rusher, I think and you know, don't quote me or you can quote me however at the end of the season. I think Aiden Hutchinson has the potential to get double digit sacks this season as a rookie. I could buy that. I mean also Ali McNeil is somebody they drafted uh in the previous not this draft, but the previous one. Um, he's somebody who's got to have a big year as well. Michael Brockers is a veteran. I mean, I think rotating guys in like Isaiah Bugs, Levi owns Enrique. Hey, I mean, there, there's depth there. Charles Harris, yes, Julian Oquara, Austin Bryant. I mean, you have, there are guys on that defensive line, and I, and I, I wholly believe they have to have depth there, and that's something they haven't had probably since the days of Indomitian and Sue and Nick Fairley. And then, look, linebacker, that's an area that kind of worries me. I like what I've seen out of Rodrigo, Malcolm Rodriguez. But again, he's only a rookie. I think you can only expect so much from him. Secondary, I think Amani Awari has really been a nice surprise, if you ask me. I mean, he was a, I think he was a mid or late round pick out of Penn State. Hey, he really had he played well last year. I think he's got I'd take another step forward. I mean Jeff Okuda, he's listed on the depth chart as a second corner. I don't know if he's gonna end up shifting to safety because of the Achilles injury he had. And only time will tell. Also, I mean I think there's there's talent there. I think defensively if they can if they could go from being if they could just take a Couple steps forward, that yeah, I think they'll be. I'm kind of leaning more towards maybe eight and nine, nine and eight. But I think if they get to nine and eight, I don't. I would say Dan Campbell's coach of the year. That's that's formidable. I can see that. I, I agree with that one, David. Yeah, I, I think. I think if there, yeah, if there's that great of a leap, and again, obviously, this is with everyone staying healthy, no injuries, and particularly if that. Secondary improves because that's my biggest question. Because last season, you know, you could take Joe Schmo, and you know they'd be able to kind of torch that line secondary. But I think, particularly adding Aiden Hutchinson, giving that secondary a little bit of time, so quarterback doesn't have all day to just you know brew a cup of tea, change clothes, and kind of you know do X, Y, and Z and have time in the pocket. I think that's definitely going to help the secondary more than. It could hurt. But, yeah, I do think that we're going to see this team improve. This is, this is going to be the first time that 
I can say that watching the Detroit Lions will not kind of be a thing of the past after, you know, week seven or eight barring Thanksgiving. Where, like, fans are actually going to want to see this team compete week in and week out. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, like I said, I'm not expecting a playoff appearance, but, David, do you think it's reasonable to say that after Thanksgiving, they're going to be a team that's going to be in the graphic, like in the hunt for a spot. Is that too much to ask for, or is that reasonable? Um, I think maybe not this year, but for sure next year I can see them being a dark horse playoff team. I think this year there are just too many stronger teams than the Lions to kind of make that push. I mean, it, anything is possible. I mean, the Cardinals were undefeated 7-0 before they decided to realize that they were the Cardinals. <laughs> I mean, the, the Bengals made the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, I mean, we've so, I mean we, we seemingly see a worst-to-first team every year. So, I mean, there's a lot of people say, why not the Lions? But again, I mean, look, I think the days of having space boner coaches and boner jam front office theater is gone. You have a... Co- you have a competent GM in Brad Holmes who who seemingly committed to build a team the right way. Hey, you have someone in Dan Campbell who says, you know what, let's stop trying to do things like this way or that way. Just go out and be, our, go out and be yourselves, man. I, great, I'm starting to sound like him, even though it's not really related to biting kneecaps. Surprisingly, there hasn't been any reference to that on Hard Knocks yet. Right, so when do you have the record for the Lions? I've been finishing four and thirteen. Four and thirteen. I think. I think one thing I will say this is is that they they will be competitive. But one problem I see, and I saw, and I know it's just preseason, is that the Lions. And, and I went to a Bears Lions game last year at the Ford Field. Is closing out games is trying to play as a winner and get a win. That's been the problem with the Lions. They've been. Competitive in games, you know, they lost on a field goal that was the longest in NFL history. That stuff happens. There was a few other games that they had a possibility to win, especially against the Bears. Just couldn't close out, couldn't get that defensive stop, or got a silly penalty that screwed everything up. If they clear that stuff up and be more of a disciplined team, they can get more than four wins. I really think, is it the talent or is it trying to change the culture? That's the question. And can that culture be changed with the Fords upstairs and the ownership? That's a minor question, a major question they're going to have, actually. And 4-13, and 13, I believe, is right around where they could be. I personally think maybe they can win five games, though. Six. Six, six and... Um, Eleven. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I, I can I could see that. I mean, I, I look at the schedule up with Philadelphia. I know Philly came in and waxed them. I was at that game, but I think you know things can change. They think with that they can beat the Commanders at Minnesota. They showed that they could beat them last year. They probably can beat the Seahawks. The, yeah, the Seahawks, Seahawks I bad. think, are going to be going to take. New England, that's in Foxborough. That's too much to ask. At Dallas. Uh, Depending on, that could be a game they can win because Dallas is undisciplined as well with a lot of penalties. My home, and it depends on the drama. Yeah. Home against Miami, I would say, 
I, I'd say win. Miami seems to have have dysfunction, obviously, with the whole tampering deal with Steven Ross. Green Bay at home. I mean, look, Green Bay's still the best team in the division until somebody knocks them off. But again, also, that man doesn't have his best receiver to throw to, who's now in Vegas. At the Bears. That's a possible win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll get to the Bears. At the Giants is a possible win. Yeah, because the the Giants seem to be a mess. Thanksgiving against Buffalo, too much to ask. Jacksonville, absolutely they can beat, even though I think Jacksonville's going to be a hell of a lot better this year with an adult in the room and Doug Peterson. Minnesota, we said, at the New York football Jets. uh, That's a win. At Carolina on Christmas Eve. That's winnable. That's what I'm saying. There's winnable games on here. It's yeah. just the fact is. And, he, and even when they go to Lambeau at the end of the season, you have to think that Green Bay is probably going to have the division locked up and they'll be like, you know what? We're just going to rest all our big guns. I mean, last year they went 3-13-1 and and with the tie. So now you're saying they're going to be 3-13. Oh, you said 4-13. and 13. So, and like I said, a lot of those games they were in, but Keep going. We'll, we'll move. You saying you're saying four and thirteen for now? Yeah. All right. Next team. All right. We'll just stay with the function in the front office. Derek's yep. beloved Chicago Bear. Yep. I mean, uh, what the believe is happening with the offensive line? Like I, like Justin Fields may not survive this season. Nope. Like I, I just like. Seven and ten is my record, Derek Forger. Well, they went six and eleven last year. This team is straight doo doo. I was thinking maybe five wins. Now they beat the Seahawks, but the Seahawks show in the preseason Seahawks show they're straight trash. And Geno Smith is just ugh. this team, and they beat the Chiefs. Uh, they're actually two and zero in the preseason. But by the way, the Lions and the and the Browns who went zero and sixteen were also undefeated and. Uh, preseason play so that means jack dilly poo poo uh i i think the bears this is i don't know if they're tanking or not there's a new administration in there it's pretty obvious if you weren't really drafted by this this staff um obviously we played at the browns on the 27th that's next week um at seven um some people are saying, "Was well, that's the dress rehearsal or was week two? You, some pe- some teams do two or three as the dress rehearsal. Yeah. I Here's the problem. It's, it's upper management, but you got a defensive head coach. Justin Fields was not this GM's guy. I could see it happening where throw Justin Fields out there. You didn't you didn't sure up the line, which is like you said, is a, is a mystery. High draft pick, maybe one of the highest drafted quarterbacks the Bears have had in recent memory. Actually pretty decent. And you don't even sure up the line? Head scratcher. Head, head, head scratcher. Um, I, 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 just, you, I, I believe you have, you went with a cornerback in Kyle Gordon in the second round. Oh, Kyler Gordon. Kyler Gordon, sorry. Jaquan Brisker as a safety. From Penn State. Right. That was your first two picks. Once again, it's the same old story. We're going to invest in defense, and then 
see what we can trickle down on offense when it should have been the other way around, where you should have been trying to beef up the line and see what Justin Fields could do. They also, what receiver did they lose? They lost a receiver, not Mooney, um, Robinson. Allen Robinson. Allen yeah, Robinson. Robinson. They lost him. So you, you, you're you losing weapons there. Now, uh, let, let's let's be honest. They they do have a decent running game with Montgomery there. I I, I Trevor Simeon looked pretty decent um, in preseason. I wouldn't be surprised, and I hate to say this, to me, it seemed like this is set up to fail for Justin Fields. It, it, he's a rookie. He he had he was on his back most of the time last season. Does he lose confidence? Then they put in Trevor Simeon. It, this could be what it is. I think personally, the Bears could be tanking to try to just bring in their own guys. Raekwon Smith is already saying he doesn't feel wanted. They got rid of Mac Khalil Mack. It almost seems like you know we're gonna bring in our guys. And gradually get rid of guys from the old regime that comes in and fits into our culture. Didn't make sense. Eber Flus, he could he's from the local area. Could be a decent coach, but he's a defensive coach. Many people have said you got Justin Fields, who could be a great quarterback. Why didn't you offer off more of an offensive minded head coach? This 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 is I really think I'm gonna say this to you fellas. I think the eighty five Bears has been a curse. They won on an anomaly. They had a great defense. You had a great running back, and you had a so-so quarterback. And if you've noticed, the Bears have tried that formula every year. They've hit a little bit. Rex Grossman got them to the Super Bowl, but it wasn't enough. They brought in Jay Cutler, but then they couldn't get the line for him, so he got beat up, and he wasn't really a leader. It's the same song and dance, just a new mask, basically. Your thoughts, David? I, I don't see. I see this team only probably winning five games, or maybe going six and eleven again. I, I just, I don't see it. Yeah, and my thing is kind of you mentioned them thinking about tanking. Like usually, most players, most teams tank for a quarterback. And so my thinking: Are you just going to grab Justin Fields and then try to go for that quarterback, knowing that within recent history, we've seen new management, you know, trade up for a quarterback, mm-hmm. insert Mitchell Trubisky. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. like I mean, like, what what do you do? Like, as Because you're not going to tank for a defensive player. Like, this year was different not, because Aiden Hutchinson was, you know, once in a generation kind of player. Like, the defense, like, defensive players were kind of a dime a dozen rich. But thinking quarterback, like, who... Like what is, like what is the guy that everyone is saying right now can't miss prospect? Like who is that? Like coming into last season, we know the name. This year, like is there anyone the Bears would want that's worth tanking? Knowing that more often than not, they're not going to help them. Maybe they'll get like a veteran offensive lineman, but you need young offensive linemen, and it hurts because of. Upper management, the trading capital, the draft classes, nothing with the draft picks. They basically handicapped themselves, shot themselves in the foot with their draft trades and picking and doing everything, wheeling and dealing. So now when you need the draft picks, when you need to really build up this franchise, now you're strung, like your hand's strung. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if 
you know, the Lions finish seven and ten, and the Bears four and thirteen. Yeah, just it's because. a possibility. I think that's more realistic. Nah, you're just saying that because you're a Detroit fan. Well, I still think that the, the, the Lions will still be poo-poo. But your 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 best basically receiver or target is five eleven one seventy three. Eh, eh. You know he had a thousand yards, eighty one receptions, four touchdowns last season. But I, I where's the you know Robinson? Allen Robinson was your 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 go to guy, and then you bring in the kill Harry. Yeah, okay, but now he's out, and I I I think this is. I, I, I something's fishy about this whole thing. That's why I have no hope for this team at all. But then again, though, they could be. I think maybe they could be well coached, and somehow they get wins, and then it goes opposite of what the general manager is trying to do. But th- this team is not very good. Yeah, yeah it, it stinks because you know it's a you know local guy. You know, Avery spent some time in Toledo, and it's like. You want him to do well, but it seems like he was given, you know, a crap hand. And it's like, <laughs> you have a young... Everyone's saying, what's the ceiling going to be for Justin Fields? The ceiling looks like, you know, the rear end of his offensive lineman's butt. I mean, you know, like, just because he's just going to be looking up at defensive lines, being able to just push them and push them back and give him no time. And it's like... Like, I kind of feel bad because Justin, like, heading into that draft, we were like, they take Justin Fields, and I'm, you know, we're like, all right. Right, and I think the Justin Fields thing was the last-ditch effort of the Pace-Naggy era to show that, yeah, we're trying to win, and it was a sexy pick. And then it was a decent move, but I think they knew what was on the line. They made a mistake with Mitchell Trubisky, and they thought they would try to hit with Justin Fields, and obviously it didn't work out. Both Pace and Nagy are gone, but the problems don't go away. As I've told Bears fans, stop getting hyped about it. This has been going on for 30 years since 85, going on now 37 years. As long as Virginia McCaskey is there, the Bears will go nowhere. You just It just is. It's just what it is. You'll get a little bit of hope, a little bit of trickle. A team that might nowadays go eleven and six, or or twelve and five. I gotta always forget adding that game for seventeen games once every five or six years, and then people think the Bears are back. And no, they're not. And then you have four years in between where it's just, what is this? Where are we going? So until they get new ownership and, and, and competent ownership, because, you know, the Browns got new ownership and Haslam, and I don't think it's been very competent. But, yeah, this is just, once again, the NFL hamster wheel with the Bears. It should be called the Chicago Hamsters, not the Chicago Bears, because that's what we've been the last 37 years, just in the hamster wheel. I mean, that could be the the name of their new stadium that they're trying to build and force the city to build for them, which is a whole other another issue that is not even going to be in Chicago outside of yeah yeah they're probably using taxpayer money to do so yeah, the Chicago hamsters but, but go on to the next team because just this is just like I said I, I, yeah. I six and eleven possibly maybe five and twelve I see that next all right we'll keep going kind of as you were the Minnesota Vikings. They're just not the Green Bay Packers. Like, they can get close. They can get close. They give Kirk Cousins money like he's a top-five quarterback in the league, and he's Kirk bleeping Cousins. And, I mean... Yeah, he always turns into a pumpkin in big games. 
like like they get close and I think I think the Vikings are the inverse of the Lions. I think the Vikings are competitive but they seem to find ways to lose more than they find ways to win. And so I have them finishing 11 and 6. But I think a lot of those a lot of those wins they're going to poop out of their rear end. Like they're not 11 16, but I think that they're playing a schedule that's relatively wide enough that they can nab some wins against, particularly the AFC East, that they probably don't deserve, but that's where they are. David, keep going. And then, I mean, he's the king until, like, he can be on whatever and he'll still be. He'll make wide receivers great that aren't. I mean, a lot of the wide receivers that he's thrown, like, like they throw at him. They don't give him help, and he makes diamonds out of them. He makes great players. They have a strong running game. Defensively, they still need a little bit of help in the secondary just because when they inevitably play the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're going to get lit up like a Christmas tree. I still think because the Packers are playing a, a easy schedule that I have them going 15-2. and two, wow. But I can easily see them going 14-3 and three just because the Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is that kind of quarterback that two minutes, you need him to drive the length of the field. He's going to drive the length of the field unless it's against the San Francisco 49ers. Hmm. So recap, Green Bay, you said 15-2? and two? Uh, Minnesota, eleven and six. Eleven and six. Bears six and eleven. You said. Bears seven and ten. Seven and ten, and in the Lions four Lions, wins. Four and thirteen. Wow. Either right, the, the Bears and Lions that could be switchable. I can see I'm that. Fli- I'm flip flopping yeah. the Bears and Lions. You know what? Yeah, let's, let's flip flop them. You know, that's just the Bears are going to tank. I don't know if Aberflus is going to finish the year. If we're just going to be honest. Well, you know, I, no, I think he'll finish the year. I just think that they're going to try to bring in their guys. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Eberflus is going to get fired out of year no. unless he tur- unless he decides to pull an Urban Meyer. Well, yeah, he could have a, a, a woman dance on his lap. At Applebee's or wherever. Was it, it was oh, at his no. bar. I think it was at his own bar uh, where, down in Columbus. Where, where, wherever it was, I just know that there was a bunch of parody videos made on it. Yes, yes. Well, I they, mean, I'm... I'm just thinking it's going to be yeah it's going to be a rough season if you're in Chicago maybe not as rough in Detroit but still rough but yeah the, the Midwest is just going to have a rough football season I mean I guess granted there's still a high state football but they're not going to beat Michigan that's a whole other story but yeah. <laughs> I would not I th- I think Ohio State's going on a revenge tour this year. Mm-hmm. So it might be rough for other people, but Midwest football will be rough just like the weather in late November, early December. Rough. All right, David, thanks for that uh, preview there. Coming up next, talk a little Deshaun Watson. I mean, that's been the biggest story of the week. Um, but make sure you always check us out on 88.3 WCTs after further review on our Facebook page. Also, we have the NFL Pick'em in a couple of weeks, fellas. And... Thanks to Chris Schultz for calling in from Friday Night Victors. And make sure, you, like I said, SoundCloud and Apple iTunes is the platform to listen to our podcast. And the show's always live, usually 1130 to 1.30. We started out. Once again, thanks to John Miller letting us in the studio. Coming up next, the last segment of the show, Deshaun 
Watson. We'll be back after this. I'll be right back. 